It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's all do this together. <sighs> Welcome to the PHLY post-game show. Bo Wolf, the precog himself, Jamie Lynch, here to talk about a wild game for the Eagles, a 28-23 victory over the Dallas Cowboys, a game that came down to the final play, to the final seconds, a game that really the Eagles tried to lose throughout several points in the fourth quarter, but they come up with the stop at the end. And as Jamie said before the show, on the kickoff show, he said, I just, I got a feeling there's something that's popping into my brain. Josh Sweat is going to make a big play when it matters. And the Eagles, the Cowboys, down five points with like the most garbanzo beans drive you've ever seen, get the ball into the Eagles' red zone, with a chance to win the game, and Josh Sweat rushing from the left side instead of the right side, comes up with a huge sack that, by all intents and purposes, is the game winner. And the Eagles, 8-1 and one now, heading into the bye. The first of their six-game stretch is done. It's a W. Now they have a two-and-a-half-game lead in the NFC East. They remain the team with the best record in the NFL, Jamie, and it is uh, one of those perfect Eagles victories in which there is so (laughs) much to yell at them about, and they still won the game, and even better, the Cowboys lost. Yeah, let me just say uh, this, because I think it's what everybody in the Delaware Valley and beyond that's an Eagles fan is thinking, holy shit, that was, uh, because right before that Josh Sweat uh, sack, I, I had the feeling like kind of just rush over me of, oh my God, they're going to lose this game. Uh, because, you know, Dallas got down the field there. They started at their own 14. And next thing you know, they were at the Eagles 12 in like four or five plays, thanks to some defensive penalties. Uh, Bradbury gets hurt. Slay gets hurt. Uh, DeAndre Swift runs into A.J. Brown the play before. Like, it was just a comedy of errors. And then they got lucky. Uh, There's no doubt about the fact that they got lucky. Yeah, they got real lucky to get that win. And, you know, a lot of the wins this year, you're you're walking away from it going, huh, I I don't know how they pulled that off, but they pulled it off again. And 
the offense bears a ton of the blame for how close that game was at the end. Oof. Their final three possessions, three and out on every single one of them. Yikes. Now, one of them starts within their own one-yard line, right? And it's tough to really blame them for that. The really bad one is they get the ball at 28-23 with a chance to ice the game away. You're hoping that this is one of those classic four-minute drives for the offense. The Cowboys aren't going to get the ball back. And they have a, a third and three and they call uh, a, like a fade, a, a downfield yeah. one-on-one pass to A.J. Brown when you know that everybody in the stadium is expecting, let's have a little inside run here. If we get two yards, great. We can push sneak uh, for the first down after that. Don't get it. They punt the ball away. And then they get the ball back again, and it's three and out again with a chance to run the ball. And so, as you said, the Cowboys get the ball on their 14-yard line <sighs> with 50 seconds left, and it takes one play for them to get to the 50-yard line on a James Bradbury penalty. Bradbury goes down. He eventually returned at the very end. Slay goes down. We'll talk about Dallas Goddard left this game and did not return. Mm. Jalen Hurts was banged up in this game. It feels like the bye is coming at a good time. But uh, that Josh Sweat play, it is like uh, Hassan Reddick has been the closer for the past year and a half. Finally, Josh Schwett gets to be the guy who makes that game-winning play. Yeah, that was uh, that was a really wild sequence of events there. And, you know, since it's uh, the perfect Eagles game and that they win and we get to complain, uh, one of the big complaints is it seems like the run game isn't there for the Eagles when they need it. Uh, this I think that's well said. Yeah, this is not the first instance where you needed to pick up a first down this year and you could basically end the game. Uh, and they haven't been able to do it on what feels like at least four to six occasions this year. Uh, and there was, what, three of them in this game, too, or three of them and in this game? Even, we didn't even talk about the disastrous play yeah. on their final possession. <laughs> they just got two guys running into each other. A.J. Brown, like, cold cocks yeah. DeAndre Swift in the backfield. He drops the ball. Tyler Steen, who had, by well, all in, That might like, be the play of the game. A rough game, it seemed like. The most important play of the game, absolutely, yeah. was him... Like, sort of luckily, that ball just falls under his armpit and, yeah. and he recovers the ball. I mean, that was, they were trying to lose this game any way they could. And, and for a team that harps so much on getting the details right, like, that is as disastrous a play as you could possibly have. Yeah, and Brandon Graham, I think, uh, kind of encapsulated every Eagles fan <laughs> yes. with his reaction to that play, which was like, ooh, because he, he knew they got lucky. Tyler Steen, the camera panned to him on the bench, and he was almost like, what the fuck <laughs> what just, just happened? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it, it almost does seem like, uh, you know, it, the Cowboys um, – kind of blew a golden opportunity no doubt like a golden opportunity because now what this does in the nfc east as we talked about in the pregame show and the nfc uh you know everybody's chasing the eagles and we all know how important that buy is in the first round and having games come through lincoln financial field like that that was a golden opportunity for dallas and they plaxicoed themselves I like that. Now, yeah. They, yeah, I mean, this was a this was a very entertaining game. I would say it was yeah. not a, a super crisply played game. Mistakes abound on on both game of sides. the week for sure, no doubt. Uh, you know, this game is a lot different if Dak Prescott stays in bounds on the two point conversion sure. and they can kick a field goal at the end. Uh, this was Brandon Graham's best game of the season by far. Uh, had a huge sack and then combined with Jalen Carter on a sack on the very next play. But he was the guy who sort of got enough pressure on Dak to get him out of bounds there. 
Uh, lots of ticky-tack penalties in this game. Lots of sort of self-inflicted wounds on both sides. But um, it has been like, we, I feel like we've been doing this every week where like we're just complaining about the Eagles and here they are at 8-1. and one. But uh, that, was, that was like a game where it felt like the Eagles got up 28-17 and you could sort of like feel them seeing their bye week plans just yeah. in the distance. Yeah, like, somebody they, in the... It's like they turned it off just enough that they disengaged from what they really needed to do. And credit, I, I mean, credit to, the, to Josh Sweat and the defense at the very end because they must have been absolutely gassed, gassed yeah. at the end of that game because the offense obviously didn't help them out at all with those three straight three and outs. No, somebody in the comment section said Brian Johnson was phenomenal in the third quarter and terrible in the fourth um, kind of. Yeah, this was a really well-called game until the fourth quarter. I mean, they scored a touchdown on the opening drive. They scored a touchdown on the opening drive of the second half. I thought it was a really well-called game. Yeah, until, the red zone was efficient. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, I don't know what happened there in the fourth quarter. Maybe they were thinking about the beach, uh, like you say. But, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, the Eagles got lucky. That's the bottom line, is they got really lucky to, to get out of this uh, with a win. Well, you can get lucky, too, if you want to go... Get some cards at Wheelhouse Cards, which is our go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is cards and community because love of sports unites us all. They carry all of our favorite card brands like Topps Chrome Baseball and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, and hoodies from brands like Mitchell & Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food, I got starter. a 47 Brand hat on right now. And that, I mean, I can't get over how handsome that, <laughs> that, that sweater is. Yeah, that, the girls came what up What are we calling that hoodie? Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Uh, what a gift. Shy Vintage Sports as well. Love Looking Shy. to grade your sports card collection? Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. So stop into either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester, which are open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY and get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in-store. Also be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. And... We can talk game time too here because it's it's a long wait now until I the used Eagles game next time game. last night. Last night, yeah, How'd I went to a comedy show. It was great, and you were, you were just I paid significantly in. less than my buddy who used a, another app. So I mean, I mean like, what else do you need? Let's... Yeah, and we went to a comedy show, so it was cool because you could check out the seat view in the app, so you knew exactly where you were going to be sitting and what you were in store for. But yes, the Game Time app is awesome. Uh, Jamie Lynch approved. Uh, my first time using it. Well, second time now, twice in a week because. I've been out and about in yeah, town yeah, lately. Birthday you know? guy all over yeah. the place. <laughs> uh, but the Game Time app is absolutely awesome. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful, and it was not when I used Game Time. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets to the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Uh, my daughters are, are Bluey fans, and I know there's a Bluey Live event oh, coming baby. out, so I might have to stalk that on uh on the game time app, but it's flash deals, last minute tickets, uh, great, easy place to find the tickets you need for whatever event it is you want to get to forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals right up to the day of the event. Uh, they have flash deals. You can get images of your seats, buy your tickets in seconds, two taps and you're set sat snag your tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, Create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Okay, uh, let's reset a little bit. We will hear from Zach Berman from Lincoln Financial Field. A big piece of news Zach could have for us. 
It didn't look good, Dallas Goddard's arm. Didn't look great. Hopefully there's no break and it's just something a bye week can kind right. of get them through. But it is also, you know, it's it's tough to get that. They're not going to give us an injury update, you know, no, right after but the, the game. But if he maybe he sees him in a sling or something like that, yeah. he, can, he can keep his eyes peeled. Yeah. Curious to hear what the, uh, the the reaction in the locker room is. Zach will be with us in probably, I'm guessing, about like 40 minutes or so. Yeah. 30 minutes or yeah. so. Um, let's talk about just the general state of things here. Jalen Hurts, 17 of 23 for 207 yards, two touchdowns, and a 130.2 quarterback rating. I thought Jalen, you know, he was uh, like there was some warrior to him playing through sure. some of the pain, especially in the second quarter. Um, but it's hard to divorce those last three drives from like the overall picture of this game. Uh, not that he bears the brunt of that completely, but uh, he played well in this game, I thought. And it would have been nice to, you know, maybe give him a, a more of a chance to make a play at the end of that game. Yeah, I think it's um, 10 carries for 36 yards and a touchdown. I think as well. it's pretty clear he's pretty hurt. Um, yeah, you know, think, duh. Right. Uh, but Lawrence, you know, with that shot before the half and me and you were kind of thinking the mm -hmm. same thing. I actually did like a live halftime reaction and I think it's still fair. Like if he's incapable of making the throw there, do you throw, do you put in Mariota yeah. who sucks? Like, uh, I don't want to like, yeah, who, who, I mean, who is not good. Yeah. yeah like, I don't yeah. want to say it's like a, a no doubt thing you right. do, but Jalen hurts then w couldn't you know, throw. And you saw Devontae Smith kind of giving it to Brian Johnson. Like, why are we, why are we giving up here uh, before the half? And the game ended up being so close that, you know, those three points could have been huge. Uh, there was another play where he was scrambling out of bounds and it was a classic Hertz would have typically fought for those extra three yards in a first down type of plays. And he just dipped out of bounds. Uh, I think he's really banged up. And hopefully now, you know, this this buy couldn't be coming at a better time for several guys. You know, a lot of guys are banged up. Um, but Jalen Hurts, I think, is definitely playing through some extreme pain right now. Um, but, yeah, when you consider that uh, overall, pretty good day. I mean, the touchdown pass to Devontae Smith. Oh, beautiful the, throw. There's Maybe not, his best throw this yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, that's about as pretty as football can get right there. Um, just, you know, an overall pretty good day for a guy that's playing through a lot of pain. Believe it or not, it was the uh, second best performance of the season by EPA per drive for the offense as a whole at uh, 1.6, although it was more in the middle for success rate. They were just below 50% there. Uh, again, not much doing on the ground. DeAndre Swift, 18 carries for 43 yards, got some, some tough yards in there, but like you said, when when they need to run the ball, they can't. They can't right now, and that has been their superpower. One of, yeah. one of many on offense over the past, you know, year and a half. And the last few games, they it has been missing. So and you sort of hope that, like, okay, when Cam Jurgens comes back, is that all that is that all that it takes? Yeah, it does seem like the two kind of correlate together. Their inability to get the run when they need the run, and Cam Jurgens missing time. I'm sure everybody's hopeful that it's just as simple as that. But if it's not, I, I don't get it because DeAndre Swift was really good. Like on that one uh, A.J. Brown touchdown drive, uh, Swift like let him down the field, had yeah. a couple nice carries, had a nice catch. Um, it's not like the run game isn't there. It's just the run game's not there when they need it. Uh, and that is if you're a team that's going to be up a lot, which the Eagles are, I think they lead, they're second in the NFL, or at least they were last week. They might be first now. Uh, in least time playing from behind. Okay. So if you are that team that you're going to be out to leads early and often, 
you need to be able to run the ball when the other team knows you're going to run the ball. And right now, I think that's my biggest complaint about the the Eagles or concern, I should say, about the Eagles offense is it's a little a little sketchy when when the other team knows they're going to run. Um, Kenny Gainwell, three carries for 22 yards and a touchdown. I would say there were three moments in this game that made me laugh out loud. Um, (laughs) The first was the Kenny Gainwell touchdown because it was like unbelievable commitment to the bit. Yeah. It was like the whole season had been leading Sirianni up to Sirianni was just, trolling us. Yeah, like everybody... It was like the whole field was in on... <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be so funny if Kenny Gainwell got the first carry and from the red zone? And flips into the end zone. And flips into the end zone <laughs> on a really nice run. And I hope that he texted that same jabroni at halftime and was like, uh, how you like me now? Or something <laughs> like that. Like, I hope that he did do that. Uh, the second moment that made me laugh was uh, Matt Leo on the sideline getting <laughs> Can, knocked over. And then... Somebody's got to get to the bottom Everybody talking about... What kind of undergarments he could might have just been be wearing. your basic white cotton underwear that you know? It could have just been different coloration <laughs> yeah, on the screen. I mean, amazing moment. Uh, look forward to getting to the bottom. If of you that. don't know what we're talking about, uh, you know, there's a couple couple pictures out there on the Twitter. Uh, and then the last one was the the Dak helicopter, the like the the double hit near the goal line. I mean, just just how did he hold on to that? The ferocity of the of that play. He landed yeah, at the top of his head first. Yeah, you know what we should say. Like Dak Prescott was was a pretty tough guy in this game too. He got he he took a few big hits. And, and that yeah he did. And and Dak is tough. And I can't believe it's only the second time that him and Jalen have faced each other. Uh, but that two point conversion, man, that changed Bad the game. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, Andrew, who, when we were watching the game, was like, oh, no, they're going to kick a field goal and tie it, and forgetting that he had stepped out of bounds because that was like – that was the game. Was If Dak gets that two-point conversion, you're going to overtime, and I don't think any Birds fan in here or us thinks they're going to win that game because momentum was completely in Dallas's favor. Yeah, I mean, you wonder how many, like, how many more times they're going to tackle each other before <laughs> if they got the ball back. What, what, what uh, was And, that? of course, your boy, Rashad Penny, two carries for eight yards. I know. One just, off. Uh, one off one on off. my hot take of three carries today. Uh, A.J. Brown, seven catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. Uh, a really nice touchdown. The, the way that he was able though. to uh, make them miss there. This guy sucks. Devontae, three for 51 and a touchdown. Did not get my uh, 80 yards uh, aggressive bet, but that's okay. Dallas Goddard, three for 50. That means that once again, Jamie Lynch, two for two on his bet. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's now fully statistically relevant, okay? Like, Jamie has been <laughs> this good for this long on his kickoff show, yeah. Best Bets. You need to watch if you want to make some money. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of freaking myself out a little bit <laughs> with a 15-3 and three record on the year. Uh, but unfortunately, the play I got 2-0 and on is the play where Dallas Goddard kind of Got tackled, and he, I mean, it was a nice play. I think he got 29 yards on the play, uh, but he kind of twisted that arm and got tackled weird and immediately went off the field and into the uh, into the locker room. So Did not return. Did um, not return. Yes, and so uh, the Eagles were also without Grant Calcaterra in this game, not maybe the most important-sounding thing, but that meant that the only two tight ends left were Jack Stoll and Albert Okwebenam. So if Goddard's going to miss some time, we're going to find out how much Jalen Hurts really trusts Jack Stoll. Yeah. Um, interested to hear from Zach in a little bit about that because, you know, is Goddard in the locker room? Like, if, it, if it's nothing big, he might be telling reporters, like, nah, I'm fine. I'll be back after the bye. You know, uh, if he's not around the scrums in the locker room and, and is maybe getting treatments or x-rays or something, that could be a little more telling. So uh, hopefully Dallas Goddard's all right. You know, Slay and Bradbury got banged up there at the end. Like, that defense was gassed at the end. Absolutely. 
absolutely, guys. Um, and yeah. listen, that's part of like the Eagles played without Derek Barnett in this game, right? They mm -hmm. they, they sat him. I they don't know sat, how they survived. They sat Moro Ojimo, but that meant that those guys on the edge, like those guys on the defensive line, at the end of the game, that's why Brandon Graham was out there so much because they couldn't just keep throwing. Reddick and Sweat out there. It was I did think it was interesting when the game was on the line there that they had Reddick and Sweat uh, switching sides, um, just sort of to, to throw something different at the Cowboys' offense. But I mean, those guys had to be gassed. And uh, Jalen Carter had a had a mostly quiet game until the very end when he was involved in, in a couple of those plays. Fletcher Cox, our boy, our had teammate, a big sack in this game where we were all like we're doing like the full to. <laughs> That's my quarterback out there, like. Just crying tears of happiness for for our team. Yeah, Jalen Carter almost had the, you know that penalty there. Like again, like it was just like this comedy of errors in that final drive where Jalen Carter jumps off sides. Now, luckily, the Cowboys false start and give it right back. Right. Uh, the play after it, but that was one of those where you're like, oh no, Jalen, not you too. Like everybody was just screwing up. And there is no doubt that the secondary um, is going to be a big talking point oh, yeah. over the next couple of weeks because CD lamb in this game, 11 counters for 191 yards on 16 targets. He had 191 and yards, 191 yards. And he was giving it to everybody. Jeez. Now he got, he did get, uh, you know, 23 yards on that final play of the game. When yeah. He gets tackled, but still, you know, he was over 150. Over, yeah, yeah, 150. Easy. So, uh, he was giving it to everybody. Um, the Eagles put, and I would like to see the, the 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 breakdown because I think that a lot of these yards did come from the slot. There was that one when he was in the in the backfield as well, but in the middle of the field, which is where we know the Eagles are weak. That's where the Cowboys were killing them. Um, you know, Sidney Brown is in coverage. Eli Ricks is in coverage. Sometimes it's zone and the linebackers in coverage. There, at that one point, the Eagles started having Darius Slay follow Lamb when he wasn't in the slot. Um, and they were playing on opposite sides, but they tried what, whatever they could, and it wasn't working. And then Jake Ferguson, the tight end, yeah. seven catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. I'm, I'm, like, I'm telling you the disparity of the passing yards for Dak Prescott, who threw for 374 yards Ooh. in this game. I would, I would bet that like 80% of those came in the middle of the field. And Probably. Made it all the more surprising that on that fourth down play at the end, they threw it to the outside on Jalen Tolbert when, when Ferguson was running wild over the middle of the field, but uh, the, the middle of the, of the defense for the Eagles is, a, is an issue right now. Kevin Byard was uh, sort of slow in coverage a few times, it seemed like. Now, he, he made a nice play with, with Cunningham, but uh, the Eagles are going to have a lot to do as they prepare to face the Chiefs offense, Ooh, and the Bills yeah. offense, and then the Niners offense, and then back to Dallas and then back to Seattle, they've got a lot of work to do in the secondary. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I saw some people in the, in the chat and, and shout out to everybody in the chat. If you're in here, please uh, hit that like button for us. Uh, talking about Bradbury, it, it did seem as though Bradbury was getting cooked a little bit today. Uh, luckily, kind of came through there big on uh, uh, the fourth down play where he just did some straight up coverage and made it a tough, tough play. But yeah, the middle of the field in the secondary, after Miami, which is so weird, and we'll, we'll officially put them on fraud watch. Don't mm. know. Um, you shut down that offense, and then now the last two weeks, Sam Howell and Dak Prescott have just kind of picked you apart a little bit. And, oh, yeah, you have um, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and, well, Brock Purdy, but... <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of those is not like the other. He may not last the whole game. Yeah, so you got some big quarterbacks coming up. Maybe this is something where the defense is just gas because they've been playing a lot these last two weeks. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe I mean, some of these guys are cooked. I think Slay and Bradbury. It's fair to ask, has age caught up with them? I think Slay's been okay, but Bradbury's definitely had a decline. Yeah, I I'm, I don't think that he's been that bad, and I don't think there are a few of the plays that he was at fault for in this game were like extended plays sure where it was yeah, like, yeah. A, you know, like a third move or whatever but the one he bit on but the he has pump certainly from not Dak. been as as like fantastic as he no. was last season no doubt he was that. great last year yeah and it's it's only natural for a guy at what age 32 33 to kind of you know you're not going to get better at age 33 sure so it's it's natural to expect that but and you know cornerback play is sort of like historically volatile year to year so sure you can you could sort of see that coming um I think they're still okay on the outside. Um, the problem is, you know, they're not getting that much action on the outside because everybody knows Just go over the where they're weak is, is the middle of the field. So uh, definitely plenty to watch there. Tony Pollard, 12 carries for 51 yards. Um, and I mean, if you're an Eagles fan, every time they handed the ball off, you're very happy. Like, yeah, please just yeah, hand it anytime off. Anytime you want to run the uh, ball. And Jordan Davis, I saw Thank some you. people commenting on the hamstring. He was, I don't want to say a non-factor, but I didn't notice Jordan Davis a lot today. Uh, Jalen Carter was relatively quiet as well. Yeah, like the defensive line, this was not a game that they dominated. No. Um, they, had, they had some nice flashes. I thought Reddick was all over the place a lot today. Yeah, and obviously, you know, Josh Sweat makes the game-winning play. Sure. So you don't, you're not, we're not taking anything away from the defensive line, but this was not a game that it was like, the story was how great the defensive line. No, was. they're not putting it on their resumes or their LinkedIn profiles. I would like to know what like Jalen Carter's LinkedIn profile looks like. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see his work history. I, you know, this is a good one because this is one where Zach would know everybody in the, on the defensive line their bios if they have like a first job <laughs> on there. He, he remembers he, that. And I, for something, I think that there is a Jordan Davis. Worked at like a, a fair, like a uh, like uh, he was a carnival, you know, like an amusement park. I think I'm gonna put that. I, I I'm pulling a Zach Berman. I think that Jordan Davis worked at an amusement park as his first job, which that's a fun thing to see if you go to yeah. the amusement park. Just uh, apparently, Jordan oh Davis. right, there's another country musician named Jordan Davis. So. Yeah, screws the Google every time. Yeah, yeah, brutal. He's bigger than our Jordan Davis, not literally, <laughs> yeah. but Google wise. Uh, good question. Yeah. That also, or, or Google a, just hates the birds. I have a nephew birds. named Jordan Davis, so shout out, <laughs> shout out to uh, PJ. Uh, Entrepreneur215 in the chat says, Bayard is washed. I don't know why I said Bayard. Bayard <laughs> is, wa <laughs> is washed. Entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now we see why Tennessee got rid of him. I, I can't go there yet. It's the first two games in a new system. I also really disagree with the Blankenship take here. He says Blankenship is slow. He's the Alex Singleton of this defense. Looks good in limited situations. Um I thought, I mean, he was, he was very was, tight in coverage. On yeah, this his coverage Some of those was were tight. just very good catches. He is, I think, the most reliable guy in the entire secondary right now. And uh, I'm, I'm a little in the tank for him, so I think that's fair. But I am like, Blankenship is the least of my concerns in the secondary. Yeah, uh, he, he does seem to be in the right position. And a lot of guys have tough catches on him. I don't think he was cooked at all. But Bayard... Um, Bayard. Um, <laughs> Bayard. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to go there yet because it's, there is an acclimation period. Um, you know, he almost got a really dumb penalty, which then Nick Sirianni. Well, he, he did get a really dumb. He penalty. did. Yes, yeah. it almost 
worked out for the Eagles, but you know, after they reviewed it, um, the spot. Now I do think that it is supposed to be a personal foul if you're peeling guys off the it pile. It is, yeah. Uh, and so they missed that. Yeah. Uh, so it should have been offsetting, but still, you know, not a, not a smart thing for. No, for no, no, no. They always to do. they always get the second guy. Of you course. gotta know that. This was a good game for uh, like Sirianni sideline content. Oh yeah, as like the he dropped the a huge f bomb at one point, yelling at the refs. Uh, there was a, there was there was good Sirianni animation. Yeah, I think he should lean into it. And there's no doubt about it. If he wasn't our coach, we would absolutely hate this guy. Like no if, if Sirianni was the Cowboys coach and not that stooge Mike, Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy, we would loathe Nick Sirianni. I think I think the most of the league feels that way. Yeah. yeah. So I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, he's winning what, like 72 percent of his games as as Eagles coach, something like that. It's yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, I feel like I feel like hero bread. We should have like a the the hero of the game. Let's just Ooh. like let's let's have the. Let's have like the, the sponsorship guys work on synergy, that. synergy, yeah. The hero bread hero of the game. In this game, I feel like it would probably be Tyler Steen for recovering that fumble. It, it honestly probably, probably be, I mean, it would probably be Josh Sweat. But. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think you can make the case that if Steen doesn't get that, they lose. Yeah. Because there was what? I think both of those things, right? True. Like, but there was what, four and a half minutes left? Something like that around that time? Something like that. If Steen get, I mean, the Cowboys are going to score there. Less than that, I think. Maybe less. Oh yeah. no, when 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 he when recovers, Steen the, recovers fumble, the fumble. Oh, it was like a minute left. Okay, it was that late. Okay. But they would have been on their thirty or whatever. I, I I as a guy that said Sweat was going to have a big play today, yeah. I, I think I concede to uh, Tyler Steen there for the hero of the game. Okay, well Tyler Steen and Josh Sweat <laughs> are officially invited to the <laughs> PHLY studios to share a loaf of bread, because hero bread is what it's all about. Uh, if you're looking for, I mean, I don't want to give up bread. I love bread too much. No. But if you're trying to be a little bit healthier with your bread, you know, make it a little bit nicer on your gut, well, talk to Hero Bread. The taste and texture is great. The bread is soft and fluffy and delicious. The primary nutritional interest, it's high fiber and ultra low net carbs and zero grams of sugar per slice. You get a 10% off discount with code PHLY. It's also good for your that secondary nutrition because I think the Eagles could use a little bit of help in the nutrition of their secondary. Fewer calories than the leading national brand, 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Right now, Hero Bread is offering the PHLY fam 10% off their first order. Just go to hero.co and use our code PHLY to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today so um the nick sirianni because i saw some people kind of roasting sirianni for that challenge we were just talking about i can't kill him for that because it was a fourth down it was like, so high leverage yeah, yeah. like we, i mean i know that chances a, are they're not gonna a overturn spot is it. never gonna get overturned yeah. right and especially like a quarterback sneak one sure but that it was a weird situation because they never really spotted the ball they no, never they measured didn't. it right they, they they saw the penalty and they just sort of kept and then going the kerfuffle happened but you did have like an overhead view to see that he didn't really move forward too much i don't think that he got it i'm not surprised they didn't overturn it but yes, I, I think that that like the um, 
the swing in win probability sure. based on the outcome of that call is was worth it. So huge that it, it, I think it is. Worth it was it. kind of the game of challenges. I mean, between the Dak two point thing and then the the non touchdown schoonmaker, yeah, yeah, schoonmaker, which is a nice play by Reed Blankenship. It was a nice play by Reed Blankenship. He kind of started the tackle uh, before the ball even got there and got away with it because it was such a tight uh, play. But yeah, like challenges played a big part in this game today. Yeah, schoonmaker. Schoonmaker. What Hell of a review. Fourth and goal going to Schoonmaker. Is, yeah. It was a ballsy call. And then a game of inches. It's a game of inches. I can't. That was my Al Pacino. It's not very good. No, it's not bad. Mm. A little throatier. Yeah. Like I, a needed, little, I needed a pack a of cigarettes. A little smokier. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you just uh, take in stock? How do you feel now? Eight and one. So much to complain about. Yeah. <laughs> I feel pretty great. I mean... I think it's clear that they're the best team in the NFC. Um, you know, they they obviously have their holes, but so does every team. Uh, and I think those holes right now are what we were talking about, the middle of the field uh, and the ability to kind of pick them apart a little bit. But, you know, for the most part, I don't think, you know, I think you're in a class of your own in the NFC and then right below you is San Fran. And I think Dallas is right there too. Uh, but, you know, to be eight and one and feel as though, they haven't really strung together four consecutive quarters of great Eagles football is in a weird way encouraging because if they right. can get this going and clean up some of these things like stupid penalties, inability to run the ball and short yardage when you need it. Um, they got a little lucky with the turnovers today. You the, did. The, the, the Steen one, also Jalen Hurts fumbled the ball. A lot a of self-inflected wounds, it uh, feels like. Early in this game and w- was able to recover it himself, so that could have gone either way. But yeah, I mean, it, it is. We, I mean, it's the same thing we've been talking about all season. Like they have not put together a complete game. The Dolphins game was was probably the closest. Yeah, um, and, and they're yet, eight and one. And they're eight and one. And you know, they they covered the spread in this game, twenty eight twenty three. Um, By the way, my prediction was twenty eight twenty four. The precop. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Uh, I saw Eugene Krabs. uh, If he can roll up and or scroll up, Andrew, just a second. Uh, I wanted to get back to his. Oh, he said the Ravens are scary as hell. Um, Ravens look good. The Ravens look really good. Uh, But if you had to ask, you know, the majority of executives around the league right now, I would I would think the Eagles are you know a top two or three team. uh, You know, amongst all of the executives, if they had truth serum in them. Um, you know, it's probably the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Eagles are probably the top three teams so far this year. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the top three. Yeah, yeah. Bills uh, looking in, uh, 49ers looking in, but you know the NFC, and this was a huge game in getting that that buy and that playoff game through Lincoln Financial Field today. That was a, that was a really big step, and I would have to think their odds on DraftKings, uh, you know, shrunk to win the NFC today. Uh, meanwhile, at the end of the season, the Eagles might be seeing a lot of Tommy DeVito. Yeah, it looks like Daniel Jones could have a torn ACL, according to Mike Garofolo and uh, Ian wrap up 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 um, A lot of P's and O's in there, right? Yeah, it's Rapoport. And there's only one P. And then before, it's it's a tough word to spell. Which is actually... Yeah. It's actually good news for the Giants because they suck. And oh, I thought I thought you meant that his name is spelled like that. Good news. <laughs> no. I can see that being good news for Johnson. Yeah. No? I mean. But now they can just officially like tank. You know, you don't have to like pretend anymore. Mm-hmm. So Tommy DeVito is going to be leading them. It looks like for the rest of the season, they're terrible. Um, yes, North Jersey uh, is going to love Tommy DeVito for the remainder of the year. Um, 
But yeah, it looks like they can officially throw in the towel. That's over. Now, the Goddard of it all, it, um, it has been a slightly underwhelming season for Dallas Goddard so far this yeah. year. He had the one really big game, but uh, on the year, let me see if I can pull this up quickly. Um, not quite as productive as he was a season ago. And if he's out for an extended period of time, you wonder what it, what it does to the offense because uh, he, he has missed time a lot. He missed time last year. So far on the season, it looks like he was at, at about 400 yards through uh, eight, nine games, which means that he was on pace for actually more yards than last year, but that's because he missed five games last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been a, a not as explosive part of the offense this year. It has been so tilted towards A.J. Brown. And yeah, he was, a, he was a big yak machine in yes. years past, and it, it, you know that, that is missing. It is missing a little bit, but if he's gone, I don't know who steps in there. I think maybe Julio Jones is like <laughs> big enough to sort of play that tight end role for them because it's not going to be Jack Stoll. Now, Quez Watkins, theoretically, on his way back from injured reserve at some point soon. A different type of player, but a different dynamic in the offense, at least. So are you telling me I can um, hang up my hopes and dreams on Tyree Jackson? It's, it's not happening for well, us. He's, gone, he's not even on the team Yeah, anymore. so it's, yeah. Just, it's just over. Oh, are they going to bring him back? If yeah, That's a good question. I don't know if he's on, the pra- he's on a practice squad elsewhere oh, okay. because uh, they signed a guy, EJ Jenkins, to okay. the practice squad. I thought Tyree was going to – like he was the – you know, when you buy penny stocks and you're like, this is going to be my sure. guy. And I was that with Josh Sweat a long time ago. Uh, I, I thought Tyree was going to be my penny stock that made me a, a crypto billionaire, but alas. believe it or not, Tyree Jackson is on the New York Giants practice. Oh, uh, and I saw a couple of people in the comment section. Uh, if you're Carson Wentz and the Giants don't come calling, you might as well just hand in your retirement paperwork, right? Yeah, I think the Vikings one is bad, too, because I, I, you can understand why a team out of it isn't going to call you, but a team that's still theoretically in the playoff hunt. And they went and traded for Dobbs. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, he a, can pretty a, much submit his retirement. That's paperwork. a tough scene. That's over. It's mm. wild to think about. It's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely wild. It's crazy. Good for him making a lot of money and, uh, you know, being able to walk when he's 40, but yeah, that career is over. Um, or like sit in a blind. That's probably duck a, blind. Yeah, yeah. He'll be up yeah. there a lot. Um, just in the way that the Cowboys, attacked the Eagles defense we've talked about it nonstop, but it was I mean it was clear just watching on TV like they threw probably three balls to the wide receivers on the outside who weren't CeeDee Lamb um it was everything in the middle of the field and it did seem like there were adjustments on defense it's just that there wasn't much they can do and I think you do have to say that like CeeDee Lamb is really 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 good there's not that much you can do when this is your personnel um I would say that like the Ferguson seven for 91 is a little bit more concerning than the CeeDee Lamb yeah yeah definitely and that was a nice call by you to get that in the best bets he had himself a day um yeah it's it's concerning the middle of the field nicobe dean um hasn't really shown me well and he left this game too we didn't even mention he yes, left a foot a foot and did not return yeah we'll have to ask another Zach about that nicobe dean yes but even so when was, he's been playing i I'm not seeing I'm little, it. I find myself a little bit underwhelmed. Yeah, and and maybe it's why he slipped to the third round. Um, you know, the draft. At the so, same time, such, Zach Cunningham has been really good. He has been solid. Yeah, he had a nice break up in the end zone there. Um, but yeah, Nakobe Dean, and it's it's again, it's just like this is our Eagles' life. Like going back to 
who are our linebackers and, you know, Nicholas Morrow and Zach Cunningham. Like, you can't do this year after year. That's why TJ Edwards was such a, a steal for them. They finally hit on a guy with a low-round pick that became a player for, like, three seasons for you. It, it's so hard year after year to just go back to the well and find these Morrows and Cunninghams and hope they work out. You really need to develop somebody in the system and that's why Nicobe Dean had the uh, attention of so many Eagles fans. Cause it was like, all right, this is a high pedigree kid from Georgia. Like he's got to be the one he has to step up and develop. And, and that's what they're counting on when yeah. they, when they use a pick that you know, that they don't want to draft a linebacker no, that high. No, no, no. So when they use a pick on a guy like that, that's the expectation. Sure. And, um, you know, yeah, Chris Naveen in the chat says Cunningham was everywhere. He has been, that has been a good signing, but that's so hard to do year after year after year. If you're signing these guys on one year deals, uh, Dean has to, I think, show a lot, um, you know, in this final second half of the season. Can you imagine how, um, like, disastrously iconic that A.J. Brown, Devon, DeAndre Swift? fumble would have been if the oh, they would have been getting roasted up. in the national media like turned into a touchdown it'd be like it'd be it was like butt fumble level it was terrible yeah it was real i still don't understand what happened well as as aj and, was in motion you know what we uh, we killed the broadcast last week right yeah burkhart and olsen did a fantastic job those guys are those guys are awesome and olsen mentioned it that they were sort of trying to play off of the aj brown touchdown where he starts you know inside the formation on the right side and sneaks out to the left side. I think they were trying to pull some attention away from the swift run, uh, but certainly the timing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was. That's what they're going to need to work on. I thought Swift was knocked out. Like yeah, it looked like he blindsided him cold and he just like went like limp for yeah. a second. That was uh yeah, that was an all time disastrous play. If, if Tyler Steen is in the hero play of the would game. Be, I mean, it would be the Ronnie Brown oh, play worse if they lost that game. Right. It, like we would, we may never still, Stop talking about it. No. But that would be like, could you like if they lost that game, this game that they had in in hand, and now all of a sudden they have this disastrous loss going into the bye, and they're only up a half a game on the Cowboys, and they got the Chiefs next, and like AJ Brown, who has been the star of the first half of the season, is the goat. All of a sudden, the vibes would not be so good. No, no, it wouldn't be good at all. <laughs> Jeez. I, I mean, that's that's a comically bad play, and that's why Tyler Steen was our hero of the game. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm really looking forward to Cam Jurgens being back, though. There's no reason to expect that he's not back after the bye, right? I think so. That's okay. You know, I'm, uh, I'm classically not a doctor. but Sure, but you did started, say at a Holiday Inn Express. They started time. his 21-day practice window, and they have a bye coming up, so I would imagine that that means they – I fully expect him to be ready after that because if they don't activate him the following week after that, then he just goes straight to IR. So, okay. Uh, so yeah. yes, he will be back. Yeah, uh, I would imagine so. <sighs> Man, Jeez. they're eight and one, and it's just like how? <laughs> and the one losses to the Jets. Such a weird, yeah, weird season. Uh, okay. Do we have Shady Rays or was that? Uh, we got to do that? Should we do that now? Let's yeah, might Rays as well. Now. Okay. Uh, Shady Rays, everybody. Uh, it's not just like uh, a guy named Ray. Who's shady. Who's shady no. and he's like selling you stuff on the sideline. That's not what's going on no. there. This is the fantastic sunglasses company, Shady Rays. Although I have probably seen a Shady Ray or two selling fatty cold whippets down in the lots before. I mean, I feel like the name Ray... Over 50% shady. What's the first Ray you think of? Because mine is a fictional character. Uh, I guess Leota. I go Ray Finkel. 
Yeah, I mean, both shady. <laughs> Very shady. You show me a ray, I'll show you a shady ray. I feel like, I mean, yeah. there's no such thing as a buttoned-up ray. Is there any rays in the chat? You want to defend yourself? Or should we just get you in some nice sunglasses? There's uh, Ray who works for uh, the Eagles content department and does a fantastic job. Like, so that's a good helps Ray? Helps produce like, some of the best content they've had. But I think even he himself would say he's a little bit shady. <laughs> there's, I mean, come on. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, wait, we got a Ray in the chat. Just Ray. <laughs> he said rude. <laughs> Well, Ray, are you shady? Yeah, are I mean, you let, let Ray? Be honest. Yeah. Oh, Ray Dinger. Uh, Ray Dinger. That's, you know what? That's a good. He balancer. is like the least <laughs> shady. He's like the. He is the exception that yes, proves the rule. Yes, he might. He might cancel he your is theory. He's the exception out. that proves the rule because yeah. he is like if the least shady person there's ever. Yeah, he been. is a sweetheart of a man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, I feel good. I feel like we've All right, we're back. A good, Ray Dinger a brought us back. With, good job, with Ray. Ray. Uh, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that is just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures. And if you're into winter sports, their quick-swap snow lenses switch easily from full sun to low light. Don't let changing light conditions slow you down on the slopes when all you need is Shady Rays snow goggles. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. If you need to avert your eyes to not see the red thong being worn by a coach on the sideline, every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Shady Rays is also committed to making a difference in communities across the U.S. through their impact program. Teaming right. up with nonprofits to help People live healthy, courageous lives through some of their most challenging times. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out an amazing deal for the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHLY for 50% off. Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I got the most famous Rays, according to Google. Okay. Ray Liotta. Famous Rays Pizza is like a... Oh, okay. yeah. Ray Liotta. Okay, Liotta. Uh, he plays a lot of shady characters. Sure does. Yeah. Ray J. We've Ray all J. seen that shady yeah, video. That's, that's shady. Yeah. Probably per, uh, put on by uh, Kim's mom. Uh, Ray Kroc. I don't even know who that is. Is that Ray Kroc is the founder of McDonald's? Or, oh, not the founder. The guy who basically stole the idea of McDonald's. He's the, oh, the Michael Keaton. So character shady, you would say. As shady as it gets. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ray Romano. No, I think shady enough. He was a sports journalist, and everybody loves Ray. Yeah, shady. Um, Ray Davies. Who is Ray Davies? This one's gonna. This one's a tough one. Uh, he is an English musician. The mm. Kinks. He he was the vocalist for the Kinks. Kinks, okay. a little shady. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ray Lewis. Yeah, definitely there's, shady. There's yeah. some shade there. Uh, Ray Lamontagne, the uh, musician. I can't speak. Uh, I don't to know his enough shadiness. about him. Yeah, <laughs> to say whether he's shady or not. But so far, we're we're cooking with gas. Yeah. Uh, Ray Manzarek. Uh, who is a American keyboardist? the The list of uh, famous rays is not off. very deep. It's dropped off significantly. <laughs> yeah, Ray yeah. Lankford. Uh, he did not make the cut. Ray Winstone, Ray Stevens, Ray Ratto. He's not on Google's list. <laughs> okay, Ray Allen. Drop your favorite rays in the chat. It's Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah, Stingray, so. Manta Ray. <laughs> All good stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, how do you feel about the Chiefs game? Um, 
The Chiefs aren't setting the world on fire. No. Their defense much better than it has been in years. Yes. Time. Steve Spagnuolo actually has some uh, some players a little bit this time around. Um, I probably feel better about that game than I would have prior to the season, if that makes sense. I agree with that. Yeah. So I think that, and that's here in, oh no, that's in KC. In KC. Um, you know, I think that's probably Chiefs minus three, three and a half. Like, I think that's kind of a coin flip type of game uh, where you get the home home team, uh, uh, you know, three points there on the line. Uh, but I certainly don't feel as though they yes, three oh, as of today, it's a three point. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's a pretty evenly matched game to be honest with you. KC is a tough place to play. Really cool stadium. I don't know if you've ever made it there. Uh, but uh, KC yes, is a, it's a good scene for football. So if there's it is a good scene, yeah, if there's people going for that trip, uh, definitely some good stuff was there in 2017 when, uh, Chris Jones forced Isaac Sayamala to the bench ah. and the Eagles lost that game. Um, did you get the barbecue while you were there? I did. What'd you think? Very good. Yeah, it was yeah. very good. I think it's, I think it's, uh, it lives up to the hype. It lives up to the hype. Yeah. yeah I would agree with that. Uh, but yeah, I feel as though they can go down to Kansas City and get a win. Um, I think so. It's you probably crazy. can't be as sloppy as you were in the fourth quarter today. Yeah, but I keep saying this. Like, they can't be as sloppy against these other teams. And then they were like, they ran into each other and fumbled the ball with the game on the line, and they still beat the, the Cowboys. But yeah. yeah. Uh, the fear is just, you know, Patrick Mahomes has the ball in his hands yes. uh, with an opportunity to win late. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes isn't accidentally stepping out of bounds on a exactly. two-point conversion. Yeah, yeah, those types of mistakes just don't happen there. Um, so, oh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, I guess, does that count? I don't as a think Ray? that counts. Yeah, I think no. that he's a Steve. Um, but yeah, I think, KC, you can certainly win. They're not the terrifying Patrick Mahomes, KC, um, of years past. So, Cowboys outgain the Eagles by almost 100 yards in this game, 406 to 292. I think that has more to do with sort of the, the flow of the game at the end uh, than anything to be super concerned about. But, um, the, the offense, it is a little bit dispiriting how much they sort of laid, the, laid an egg at the end. I mean, three straight three and outs on their final three possessions is pretty garbanzo beans. Like, that's as bad as it gets. So we talked about the, like, terrible play call and what was it, third and seven there? With yeah, the, that, the second to last possession. How much of this fourth quarter do you put on Brian Johnson? Do you so think those, it was the actual three play drives, designs? I think the, the first drive... They're backed up at their, you know, one foot line, right? I think it's. I think that possession was fine. Uh, you 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 sneak out, uh, you run the ball, and then you have the the short pass to Devonte Smith, which you just hope gets a first down. I think that's okay. You're just trying to get out of territory. That second that second to last drive, I do put on Brian Johnson. Then this could be a thing where we have seen in the past Jalen Hurts checks to he sees a one on one opportunity for his big play receiver on the outside, and he'll just check to it and, and, and go to it. It's possible that that was a check, but like third and three, when you know that a uh, first down is going to put you in position to, to really salt the game away, and knowing that, as Nick Sirianni said, if you get to, to one yard to go, you've got the tush push in your back pocket. Sure. You start on you know first and nine or whatever it is. I am shocked that they threw the ball there, and if they're going to throw the ball, that it was a play like that and not – you know, one of those little RPO, RPR things yeah. uh, where they're rolling out. So I, I do put that on Johnson a little bit. I think he called a, a great game otherwise. And then the last possession, I think if you're going to throw, you probably throw on second down mm -hmm. um, because that's when you're expecting the Cowboys defense to sell out. 
I don't, I don't hate it. Like you do want to be able to run the ball and you, you do want to make sure that the Cowboys salt those timeouts away. Um, I can't really put it on Brian Johnson that AJ Brown ran into Deandre Swift. No, that's not Brian Johnson's fault. And I think the one on the goal line is like such a tough offensive possession that you can't really blame him there. I did like starting with the tush push right out, you know, from the one inch. Mm -hmm. I thought that was actually pretty good. And it's funny. If you watch that play, Micah Parsons just like jumps on top and gets like a three yard ride, just like on the mass of bodies. Uh, but yeah, that one play call is probably going to stick with me this week is like, why, why did you do that? Yeah. That's the one that just, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, you don't have a better five or six yard play in your bag than that. And it, and it even looked like AJ and uh, Jalen were fully on the same page. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some of those, I don't know. It, the running game is what has me concerned uh, from the offensive standpoint. Uh, hopefully it's just something as simple as, you know, Cam Jurgens returning to play and uh, you know, the run game picks back up, but I, something tells me it's not that easy. Yeah, I think if you were to, to sort of talk about how the Eagles of the first quarter of the season are different than the Eagles of the second quarter of the season, the, the running game is a huge difference. Sure. I think Jalen is playing better in after the this, this second quarter than he Agreed, was yeah. to start the season. But that's sort of like you talk yourself into if both of those things can happen at the same time or mm -hmm. unstoppable. Um they need to get that. They need to get that figured out because otherwise, it, it makes everything else more difficult. Yeah, it does. Uh, the answer in the chat said hurts uh, throwing into triple coverage makes me cringe. I know the play you're talking about. I think it's the one the the AJ Brown yeah, ball it was in the, the end first zone. down play. And I think Olsen was right where it was just one of those like, all right, I'm 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 kind of losing if, my. You know, you got to give it like. After everything we've seen over the first eight games of the season, we're going to really get on him for yeah, throwing it like to A.J. Brown. Sometimes like, you just yeah, throw I mean, a ball up to a playmaker. Now, I did think that Devontae Smith was open on the play, but that was just off the TV copy. I'd like to, yeah. to rewatch it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not an ideal on first no, down play. No, no. But. <laughs> uh, but I agree with you. You know, the second half of this first half, or I guess the second quarter, uh, that would be that. <laughs> what's that's called. Uh, Jalen has improved from the first quarter. I think so. Yeah, so that's encouraging. And hopefully, you know, time off because he won't have to press the knee now. So you get this full week, you get all the next week, and then leading up to the next game, he's going to – And it's a Monday night game too. Yeah, so, I mean, so you're getting like – day difference, but still. A solid, what, 16, 17 days of not really having to put a lot of pressure on that bone bruise. Uh, you can get some treatments. This is his best shot at getting healthy because I, to me, I'm, again, no doctor here – but it seems like every game day, it's just going to reset back to aggravation. Right. And Lawrence hit him today, and that probably made it worse than it's been. Um, and now he's got time off, and hopefully maybe get him over to Germany, get some blood cycling in there, a little HGH, something. Beautiful. Yeah, just shoot that thing up and, and, and stay, stay, stay off of it. And, um, you know, hopefully he comes out of the bye healthy and feeling good. Well, the other person that I hope comes out of the bye feeling healthy and good <laughs> is Zach Berman. <laughs> who is oh, look once again set up a beautiful backdrop shot at Lincoln Financial Field. He's right. It looks like at about the 35-yard line, beautifully lit Lincoln Financial Field behind him. Zach, uh, how are you? What was the mood in the locker room? Did you have a chance to catch up with Matt Leo? Did not have a chance to catch up with Matt Leo. Mood in the locker room was relief. That's the word I would use. Exhilaration, certainly, but relief. Like that final minute... You know, Lane Johnson was saying it aged him in dog years, so he said he's probably 42 at the end of this game. Uh, this was, you know, speaking to the defensive players, <laughs> that, that stand at the end, 
it was close, but obviously they they held on. Slay missed a few plays there. Bradbury missed a few plays there. Josh Sweat had that huge sack. I asked Josh Sweat if he thought the game was over, and he said he knew the game wasn't over, but he had to get the celebration in. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> but he did, did he have to run so far to do it? Yeah, he said he said he needed the celebration in there. He said he never had he's never had a sack in that situation. Um so yeah, there's a lot of relief in that locker room, but look, they're they're sitting here at eight and one. And the other thing I can tell you is this is a locker room that is very excited for this bye week. Like I can't overstate that enough. These guys want this rest, they need this rest, and uh uh, it's, it comes at a good time for them. Yeah, so Zach, uh, people in the comments section, me, myself, uh, are curious, the big one. Uh, I don't know if you got any updates or if you saw him in a sling or if he was even in the locker room, but Dallas Goddard, uh, and it looked like possibly the forearm there. Uh, any update yet on that? Um, hoping for good news, obviously. No, you know, so I, I did not go to Nick Sirianni's press conference tonight because I was, I was working the locker room, um, and I, I wanted to make sure I had intel from a lot of different players from the locker room there. And, uh, but I don't think Sirianni would have addressed that after the game. I'll, Probably I'll not. Um, I did not Just see from Dallas. a quick look on Twitter, it doesn't look like there's, there's any update yet. So Yeah, I did not see Dallas in the locker room, but I, I think the, the way you explained it's right is that he went right to the locker room um, after the injury, the Eagles initially said he was questionable. Then they declared him out. Usually that happens after an x-ray in that situation. So uh, certainly I'm not a doctor. I don't want to play one on the PHL while Eagles podcast, but I can't imagine this is a particularly uh, good in, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting positive news for the Eagles on this injury. We'll see. Mm. Zach, I'm sorry. Are you at the 50? I am at the 50, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry yeah. for shortchanging you. I'm at actually like the 40, the 45. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. 45. That's good. Yeah. 45. I'll take that. You look great. How long did you work on that shot? Fantastic. Job. Yeah. It's really, it's really quite nice. I appreciate the compliment. Did not work on the shot at all. Actually. I, um, <laughs> I, I was, if, if, if you talk to anyone who was here, I was huffing and puffing or I shouldn't say huffing and puffing. I want to give myself a little more credit. I was sprinting up here. Um, <laughs> You know, an another reporter, uh, I'll give a shout out to Elliot Shore Parks. He's like, you're not going to Jalen? And I was like, no, I, I got to go on the show. He's, he understood. This is this is my new reality here, right? Um, so then got my computer, came right to a box, opened it up, put the link in. I didn't know the shot was going to look like this, but I, I'm confident that it's better than the pregame shot. I think uh, through eight weeks or nine weeks, whatever the hell we're at, I think this is your best uh, backdrop to date, Zach. You know what? I wish they would let me watch the game in this box because then the pregame would be like this as well. <laughs> uh, I gladly do not. So, Zach, I don't know if you had a chance to talk to many offensive players. You mentioned Lane Johnson, but three three and outs on offense to end the game when they had a chance to salt the game away. If they had lost this game, it would have been on them. Uh, like they would have been, in my opinion, the, the side to blame. The defense was gassed at the end. You know, a great job by Josh Sweat. What was the tenor of the offense, and, and was there any explanation for how things all of a sudden, you know, screeched to a halt? Good question. Uh, did not get too much on that other than, like, you know, they, they said that they, uh, there were some scares there, and they were fortunate to, uh, to get by. You know, I asked 
I asked Tyler Steen about the fumble recovery. You know, I, I grabbed him as he was walking out. I was, hoping for, the game. I was hoping for some elaborate, you know, story or, or you know, some, some great nugget that I could give the PHLY show and then put the, uh, you know, and then, and then put in my story on allphly.com. And Tyler said he, he saw the ball on the ground and he jumped on it. I said, okay. So sometimes it's as simple as that. Uh, but no, you know, I'm, I'm eager to hear what, uh, what Jalen said. Um, but most of the, the, uh, the conversations I, I had in the locker room were with the defensive guys and, you know, the secondary and, uh, you know, I spoke to Eli Ricks, who was, uh, bouncing around there. I, you know, I spoke to Lane, like you said, uh, Josh, uh, Josh Sweat, Jordan Davis, uh, James Bradbury for a bit. So heard from a handful of the, of different people, but, but spent a lot of time with Slay. Slay was uh, particularly colorful after this game. So Zach, I saw you tweet out during the game, AJ Brown over a thousand yards through nine games on the year. This was the first one in a while where he was kind of kept in check, I guess, as best you can with AJ Brown. Uh, just a pretty, not much of a question here, but just a, a pretty remarkable year. Something Eagles fans aren't used to here. A thousand yards in nine games seems pretty insane. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. And I, you know, I I do my own post game scouting, right? Like I, I I watch the shows back, and I feel like I I'm always ripping on Greg Ward and Travis Fogel, which so bad. <laughs> And so you've that. decided, and so you've decided to rectify that by bringing them up again. <laughs> My point is, like, I, you know, from from Jeremy Macklin in 2014, the last year with Devontae and AJ Brown, the Eagles did not have a wide receiver reach a thousand yards, and there were a lot of wide yeah. receivers during that period. Uh, for AJ to do it, and they're not even in double-digit games yet, right? Nine games. Uh, that's that's pretty remarkable. And I I made the mistake last year of. I, I asked him about the thousand yards because his nickname's 1K. Apparently, 1K doesn't have anything to do with the yards. He kind of like laughed at me for bringing that up. Um, it was a bit presumptuous of me to think that his nickname had to do with football. Uh, but uh, what is it? He did, did he say what it does have to do with? No, he did not. Yeah, uh, he did not. <laughs> he that, that's not for a thousand yards. And he says that he, he also said last year, like a thousand yards for him isn't like a great season. Like he's expected to get a thousand yards. Right. So at this point, we'll see if he can get the 2000, um, or at least 1800 perhaps. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Like what AJ Brown's doing is special. And, and, and by the way, a little, well, I'm kind of flexing here, I guess. Uh, but nice. a, a, a Bo knows that, uh, I'll, I'll have my binoculars clued in on like, or like on a certain player on a particular play. And Devontae's touchdown, I was watching Devontae, like, from the break. Uh, I saw the entire route because I, you know, I, I saw he was he was in, in, in 101 on the opposite side. I was watching that. Just an incredible route by Devontae. And I've used this, this line before. When you see Devontae wide open, it's usually because of what happens early in the route. And that's what happened on that touchdown. He, he, he ran a great route on Bland early on, had a great catch along the sideline. Uh, so I don't want Devontae to get lost in this, too, because – Man, he is he's like some of these catches he makes are, are, are pretty special. And they're going to have to lean on Devontae and AJ even more if this Goddard injury is as, as significant as it might be. Mm. And a beautiful throw from Jalen Hurts on, on that touchdown as well. Uh, the middle of the field defense, Zach. Mm. CeeDee Lamb, 11 catches for 191 yards. A lot of those coming in the middle of the field. Jake Ferguson, seven catches for 91 yards. They were picking apart 
the linebackers and safeties and nickels in this game. Do you have any hope there? Uh, did it look that bad to you in the stadium? What's your assessment of how the Eagles move forward there? Yeah, now this was a particularly tough matchup for them. Uh, you know, I spoke to Eli Ricks one on one for uh, quite a bit, and, and and he was pretty tough on himself given the the. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think he was horrible out, out, out there, but he he said him and Sydney like this was a a really important game for them, right? This is a game that he, he says they've been playing well, and this is a game that that will give them a lot to look at. He thought they were kind of well prepared for what the Cowboys were going to do, but the Cowboys did a few different things. Uh, uh, Darius Slay said that part of the game plan was for him to to move inside on Lamb in certain plays, but there were a lot of times, for instance, when Eli Ricks was one-on-one against him, right? Uh, and I, I thought that, yeah, the, the, the Cowboys targeted it. I didn't think the Eagles had, I didn't think the Eagles had great answers, you know? Uh, you know, speaking to Kevin Byard, for instance, he was saying that on that final drive there, like the communication was really tested because obviously when Bradbury and Slay went down and then you had uh, Rick going to the outside uh, and Ricks hasn't practiced on the outside since Avante went down, by the way. So there was a there were a lot of dynamics at play, but I agree with your. Where overall. have you gone, Josh Job? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Ricks knows he's the top actor there. Ricks has obviously jumped in front of him, but uh, there the middle of the field was an issue. And this is, by the way, like Andy Reid saw this game, or he'll see this game film tonight, right? And this is something that I, I think the it's going to be the big question going into the Chiefs game is. The Chiefs are going to attack the middle of the field on the, on the Eagles, and, and what are they going to do? Um, you know, spoke to Blankenship for a bit. Like, this is going to this is going to be a huge question. We we have two weeks to talk about the Chiefs. I, I don't want to make the post game show about the Chiefs, but this is going to be what the Chiefs are going to try to do: is attack the middle of the field against the. Eagles. Yeah, and Zach, you bring up a you know a very fair point because they have this guy named Travis Kelsey who uh, feasts across the middle middle of the field, and you know it's going to be a Kelsey bowl again, and and who knows maybe a Swifty will be in the house as well. Uh, but yeah, like uh, that is a huge concern going forward. Now, one of the plays we've been talking about a lot in the post game before you joined us here, Zach, was the third and seven. Uh, kind of fade, I guess, to AJ Brown over on the sidelines. Uh, was there? Any, I guess that probably doesn't come up in the post-game scrums, but it seemed like a very weird play call by Brian Johnson there. Uh, Jalen and AJ weren't on the same page. What was your kind of reaction seeing that, uh, you know, unfold in the box? Yeah, same thing you said. Didn't really like that play there. I didn't think it was a high percentage throw in that situation. No. Uh, I would have tried to set up. Like, you know, Nick Sirianni says that it's first and nine whenever they're on the field, right? Um, I would have tried to set up something to, to, to get at least a manageable fourth down, like to, to yes. at least have that option to go for it there. I, I, I didn't think that was the, the best play design or the best play call. Um, as I said, I did not go to Sirianni tonight because I, I didn't want to miss, like all the, all the players were in there at the same time. I, I didn't want to miss those guys. Uh, but when I speak to Sirianni tomorrow, if that didn't come up today, that's a play call that will certainly follow up on. Uh, but watching it, I, I had that same sentiment. I, I was thinking they would try to do something to get in the fourth and manageable, if, if not the first down, and then try to kind of ice the game away that way. Uh, and like you asked me a few questions ago, uh, I, I, I think it was Bo who asked me, like the Eagles offense had opportunities here to put them away. And I was thinking of that game last year when they had that 13-play, 75-yard drive um, and yeah. the three 
game and, and, and made it a, a double-digit margin, right? That's what the Eagles could have done, and they didn't take that opportunity. And, and the offense, I thought, like, I thought Jalen played really well overall, um, but I, I think in the fourth quarter, there's some drives they're going to want back there. Yeah, I said to Bo earlier, and we, we've been talking about it a little bit, it seems like when they need the run, when they need to kill some clock and protect the lead, that's when their run game's at their worst. Uh, do you think that's a, something as simple as the absence of Cam Jurgens and kind of, you know, the Opeta and Steen um, effect there, or is that just optimistic? I honestly think it's it's Jalen not running as, as much as he is. Like, the the quarterback draw or the ability to take it around the edge. I don't think teams are I, – I, I, I didn't think tonight that, that Dallas was as worried about Jalen running, right? And so I think when you have that threat, that will that would change quite a bit in, in these fourth-quarter situations. Zach, I want to incentivize the listeners to also tune in to the kickoff show, so I want to just – call back here and ask if you've done any work since we last talked on the uh, Christianity Mafia. Uh, no, you know, I, I, that has not come up in my mind since the pregame show. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I have two weeks to self-scout here, and I will figure out a way to – I definitely want to grow the audience. As I was running up, actually, by the way, as I was running up, one of the security guards said, hey, I, I, I love the show. And I said, thank you, thank you. I'm running up now to get to it. So, uh, um, but I don't think he was part of that uh, mafia that you're referring to. So uh, hmm. I will, I, I welcome all listeners and viewers. I, I, I want to grow this audience. So if there's a segment of the fan base that I'm not appealing to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Santiago wants you to know, Zach, that DeAndre Swift is actually a Satanist. So does that affect your hmm. view? Well, now do we know that? He, I think he might be talking about Taylor Swift. Oh, is he? T- oh, because there's a whole side conversation. Oh, uh, like okay. About, about I got my Taylor Swifts Swift. mixed up here. Uh, Zach, yeah. what what yeah, else? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm with you there, Jamie. The only Swift I think about's DeAndre. So. <laughs> yes. uh, what else did you did? Is there anything else from the locker room that you feel like we should know? Yes. Yeah, so uh, uh, Darius Slay said that's that it's not the first time that he uh, that he's like upended a player. He wanted to make sure that was clear. Uh, it was the first time he upended Dak. And he said, like, you guys don't realize how big Dak is. And then I brought up a story that he told us uh, a few years ago about how when, when Slay, Slay doesn't like lift weights, and he, he, he got in trouble at Mississippi State for skipping a, a weightlifting session, and his punishment was he had to carry Dak Prescott up a hill. Uh, and he said, like, you guys don't realize how heavy he was. Like, that, it reminded him of that. But Prescott gave him a solid back then and actually ran the hills with him as opposed to making, he said, when the, when the coaching staff wasn't looking. Um, but uh, Slay was, his, the injury was to his arm or shoulder or whatever. He missed a few plays. He's like, I, I asked him if he was worried he wouldn't be able to get back in there. And he looked at me like, well, I'm crazy. He, he, he knew he was going to get back in there. He told me he had to get back in there. He got back in there. He said the final play to Lamb was a really well-designed play by Dallas. Uh, he, he, he liked what Dallas did. I was wondering why they kind of threw it short. He, he, he thought it was a really nice play, and he, uh, he, he just had to make the tackle there. And then it was kind of relief when he did so. Um, but so it was, it was interesting talking to Slay. Lane Johnson, um, yeah, basically talked about, like, how much this team needs to buy. I, I thought uh, – or how much he'll enjoy the buy. Like, there was a lot of people kind of bringing up the Chiefs game. And Lane's like, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to the bye, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think that was the sentiment 
from a lot of different players. But I, I did ask Josh Sweat if he, like I said earlier, if he thought the game was over there because that was a very pronounced celebration. And he said he had to, he had to get the celebration. In. He knew there was another. Player. I respect that. Yeah, he had to get, get it. In. It's a great celebration. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, all right, Zach. Well, thank you so much. We will let you get to writing. You can read whatever Zach comes up with on allphlwire.com tonight. Yeah, I'm going to take you guys into, into the final play there, or, or I'm sorry, into the final drive there and, and uh, kind of what, what they were experiencing on, the, on that final drive. So I'll try to bring that to life, and we'll have more coverage this week. Uh, and then certainly going into next week um, with the Chiefs, I'm going to have more stories on allphlwire.com and can't wait for these shows because uh, – there's, there's going to be a lot to discuss. Rich storylines. I look forward to that uh, as well, Zach. And, yes, yeah, so much going on on that final drive from the big play on the penalty to open the drive on Bradbury to all the moving parts in the secondary and the big sack by Josh Sweat and the celebration, which I'm sure we'll read about. So uh, thank you very much. Good luck uh, writing, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. We are live at 4 o'clock tomorrow, I believe. 4 o'clock. Look forward to it. All right. See you, Zach. 4 o'clock sounds a little bit like co. See, four o'clock, fo-o-co. That's pretty I good. You, that's, uh, that's as good of a transition as you'll get. But yeah, it's natural. Yeah. Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season, overall hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. Foco has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. You can see them all around. Foco always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY for 10% off. Do you think um, Coach Matt Leo knows um, why he's being... I think it's made it to him by now. You think it has? Don't you think? Yeah. I would think. I'd love to hear... Is he going to be asked about like what? He doesn't have any media availability. There's no. So he can. He's not even like a position coach who is supposed to talk to the media. He's he hasn't talked all Mm. all year. Who do you think is going to get to the bottom of this? No pun intended. I that's really good. (laughs) Um, You know what? It it is interesting. This season that has been defined by the tush push. It all it all comes back to the behind. I think that would be like. You know, Jalen doesn't show a ton of personality, but if he were to come out for the Chiefs game with, like, that underneath his jersey uh, just for the next tush push, uh, I think that'd be great. I, I would imagine that I think now there's – the problem is they've got the week off, so mm-hmm. this is going to die down a little bit. We, I don't think we can let that die. But I think that some intrepid reporter needs to go into the <laughs> locker room and ask the, de- the defensive line. Matt Leo works with the defensive line. They got, we got to know, have they all been talking about it? Yeah, yeah. And if, you, if you're unaware of what we're talking about, just do, it, just do a quick little search or um, check out some pictures on the Internet, and um, you'll know. I'm so proud of him. You know, what respect for whatever is going on there. I, I, good for him. You know, nothing to be ashamed of. No, let your freak flag fry. If yeah, that's we what are. You're into. Yeah, we, as 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 you have said before, this is not a kink shaming podcast. No, not at all. I just can't imagine how, if it is what people speculate it is, which it probably isn't, um, how that would be comfortable. There are h- thousands of explanations. Could be anything. <laughs> I'd really like an official statement from him, like a press release from the, the office of Matt Leo. Just a Zoom press conference tomorrow. Maybe, maybe we could ask Sirianni in his press conference tomorrow. 
Uh, all right, so. How do you think he would handle that if somebody actually asked him in his press conference? <laughs> like, he would, he would have to start laughing, right? I think he would start laughing, yeah. <laughs> but I think he would say he would, he would shy away from <laughs> answering it on the record. But It could be one of the funniest press conference moments in history if somebody is willing to ask. I don't know if I can burn my one question on it. I don't know if that's going to be good for me in the long run. But. Probably not. I wouldn't, as a friend, I wouldn't advise it for you. But hopefully somebody takes the torch and runs with it. Yeah, could yeah. be good. All right. Well, the Eagles are 8-1. and one. They've got the best record in the NFL. They have a uh, two-and-a-half game lead in the NFC East. Crazy. They are... A game and a half up on the Detroit Lions for the number one seed in the NFC. And so you can see the picture. You can see the horizon. A chance, once again, for the Eagles to get the number one seed. But there's a long way to go the entire second half of the season. And a, uh, a five-game gauntlet that uh, is going to be pretty difficult. So a, a long way to go. But as you said, Jamie, you feel good that they've got the best record in football. They haven't put together a complete game, but neither has any other team in the NFL, right? Like... You know, maybe maybe the Ravens at their best have have been there, but um, the Eagles should feel should feel pretty good. Yeah, and and you know, coming out of the bye, you're going to have one of the the biggest tests in all of football. And uh, you know, there's a good game tonight with Cincinnati and the Bills. I think early since he was up seven nothing there. Um, so you know, it's it's the whole league's going to be watching KC and Philly. Not only is it the Super Bowl rematch, but uh, you know, it's again two of the best teams in the league. So. Um, you know, it's going to be a pretty big one to uh, find out what this team really is coming out of the bye. And so you've got Jalen Hurts, who gets to rest. Dallas Goddard will find out what ha- what's up with him, but certainly a bye will do him well. Darius Slay and James Bradbury and Kobe Dean and, and Cam Jurgens, Jordan Davis and his hamstring. I mean, you could just tell the guys at the end of this game were just exhausted. And it's like Zach said, they are they are very much looking forward to the bye. And, and you, you, I mean... Football is a brutal game. It's a like, war of attrition, yeah. Uh, so the bye comes at a good time, and uh, we at PHLY do not have a bye. So we will be with you uh, four days this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so lots still to come. And uh, I think that'll do it. Yeah. 28-23 over the Dallas Cowboys, You're- a wild game that was nearly fumbled away and you're going to be shocked to learn Bo that Cowboys fans uh, and one of their leaders Nick Wright are complaining about the uh, refereeing of tonight's game uh, online they're mad online yeah what are they mad about there was the the one missed hold on Micah Parsons yes which didn't um, come into play. Nick Wright's tweet says, down. I'm really disappointed with the officiating thus far. So this was a live in-game tweet. The defensive pass interference on Gilmore with an uncatchable ball that A.J. Brown gave up on. I mean, there were so picking up many the flag. calls on the Eagles. And there the was that one, too. I think it was Ricks again with the hands to the face at the line of scrimmage yes. that they picked up. I thought the Gilmore one was ticky-tack. I didn't think that I was thought a penalty. I thought that was ticky-tack too. But I thought it was as much of a penalty as several of the other ones that were called on yeah. the Eagles. So Cowboys fans are getting mad online. Yeah. You hate to see it. Well, that's too bad. I yeah. Mean, they just, you know, Duke just signed that Cooper flag guy, so they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> okay. a good point. He's pretty nasty. I've watched some of his videos. False flag is my, <laughs> my nickname. No, you're not him. a believer? No, I just, uh, just that's what it looks like. To me, <laughs> that kind of guy. All right. That'll do it for uh, this episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast. For Andrew and Jamie and Zach, we thank you for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow. The Eagles enter the bye 8-1 with the best record in the NFL. 
And there's so much to complain about. We will be here for it. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you.